Have you seen these women, women by the way, who scratch their pussies? Oh, yeah, gross. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. No sugar tonight for a Manhattan fashionista who claims someone traded her sugar for angel dust. In a new lawsuit, Morgan Boyle claims she was told dog walker Tommy Dore traded her beloved rescue pit bull sugar for PCP. First thing I'll say, whoever's getting the angel dust got the better of the bargain. Adora walked Bogle's pity. Sugar, three years, no problem. Bogle goes to London on business. Sugar stayed with Door. But witnesses say Door outside Bogle's door. Shouted and banged on Bogle's door. Bogle on business in London. Sugar in the care of Door. Bogle's neighbors saw Door. Texted Bogle. Bogle sent a friend to see Door and check on Sugar. The friend told Bogle Door hid behind a trash can. Friend also dined the cops. After London, Door told Bogle from Bellevue she could go into his home. Sugar's collar and sweater, no sugar. Morgan believes that her best friend and beloved pet was sold by Door to be used in connection with dog fighting. No dog who ever wore a sweater is gonna turn it around and go into fighting. I know the dog was a rescue, no telling where it came from, but once you have a sweater on your body, that's it. You sweatered all the killer die out of your pity. Might eat a baby, bite a toddler, maybe be a ring girl. Maybe this isn't about the walker. Maybe it's just a straight up story of freedom. Here in America's largest city, world's loneliest town. Joining me now, Lucas Connolly. What's happening, Lucas? Not much. Uh, first thing I want to say is PCP. What? No one's been smoking PCP in 15 years. This guy was found with PCP on him. No, they say uh, <laughs> they think it was PCP. Well, what else could it have been? Uh, bath salts, uh, all kinds of different things. PCP is not a drug that people do anymore. I had no idea. Yep. Well, uh, uh, that now, uh, are you? Uh, how do you know that you live in you live in Brooklyn, right? I I work in uh, work in Brooklyn, but before that, um, I used to work as the manager of a halfway house. And so, when you're in a halfway house full of junkies, uh -huh. you hear every everyone who comes in. They say what drugs they do. Okay. And I haven't heard. I never heard while I was there for over a year. Anyone ever saying they even did PCP in their life? Did you see any pit bulls? I never didn't see any pit bulls, <laughs> but PCP is not a drug that you can get anymore. Well, what do they do? What do they come in saying they do? What are the drugs that they did talk about? Bath salts, <laughs> <laughs> which is the drug that would imitate PCP the most. Oh, I see. Well, they didn't. I don't think they arrested him uh, when they, they when they found him for it, and that was just reported in the lawsuit anyway. So I, I don't even know if that's factual. You know, what I mean, like it's hard to tell. There's there's a lot of misinformation floating around now, according to his uh, attorney. Now, if you used to walk, work in in a uh, what do you call it, a halfway house? Now, halfway house. That's when that's where they send you when you're like getting out of jail and you're trying to get back on your feet again, in theory, but you're really not. Uh, did did you see a lot of people turning it around there? Um, I would say that one out of ten people was, like, legitimately there trying to get better. And then the rest of the people, mm. Yeah. More of a third of the way house. Yeah, more of like, oh, this will keep my family off my back. Yeah. Or this will keep the <laughs> law off my back. Or it was always, like, that kind of thing. They were just so excited to, like, not be 
not be where they were before that. Back in prison. Or, yeah, or in a crack house or wherever they got saved beforehand. Do you from. think that drug dealers are uh, much into the live animal barter system? I've never seen a drug dealer ever take anything like that. Yeah. Though I could see someone be like, hey, man, we here's my dog. I will be back for with your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Pretend I, he cares about the dog. Yeah, like not... It wouldn't be like, hey, this dog's worth like this much money. It would be more like this dog. I want, I love this dog. Right. Yeah. And they think, yeah, it's, it's like holding him hostage. Yeah. Well, uh, sugar became a social media sensation, according to the Post. Uh, owner Morgan Boyle used Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, plus thousands of posters, even a Seventh Avenue billboard to spread the word about her lost companion, creating the viral hashtag Find Sugar NYC along the way. Uh, and I saw that hashtag, and I just thought it was about obesity. Yeah. But, uh... That's <laughs> some kind of diabetes hotline. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, remember it. I don't remember it happening. Well, no question Sugar disappeared. Sugar's gone. Doors' explanation is simple. What happened to Sugar? He says, I don't remember. His attorney, Mel Ginsburg, says, well, yeah, well, things happen that people don't remember. Which I think is the dumbest statement of all time. Yeah, people don't remember things. When they forget? Sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it. I think that's what he intended it to be, a self-evident thing, I think. Like, yeah, things happen that people don't remember. And uh, he, he wouldn't clarify the circumstances of Sugar's disappearance. Uh, Doris claimed that he suffered, quote, an unexplained psychotic episode and can't remember what happened to the dog. Now, does that sound like bath salts? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Psychotic episodes and basalts go hand in hand, yeah. face eating, all the all the good stuff. Well, Dora, 46, was detained by police who had allegedly searched him and found him in possession of a controlled substance believed to be PCP. Bogle claims in court papers. So this all comes like third hand anyway yeah. from Bogle. Uh, Dora was not on drugs, his attorney insists. The NYPD says no arrests have been made. In fact, Dora countersued Bogle defamation for the drug allegations. He is suing her for defamation for the drug allegations. And he says Bogle hired a, also a, a pet detective who treated him in a most abusive and intimidating manner. You know, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I, I guess I can imagine that happening. Uh, it's believable, you know, to me. that could, Maybe this is another psychotic episode he's having uh, when he thinks the pet detective is coming to, to bother him. But there are pet detectives, and they do... I imagine love animals, and I do imagine that an animal lover would sort of blame Dora here, like, intuitively. He is the dog walker who was, you know, had, he was supposed to keep the dog. Uh, he says that the dog told, the dog uh, pet detective, uh, his pet dick, Bogle's pet dick, told him he should kill himself. To which Dora really should have just said, you're a pet detective. You're right. He's like, shut up, Officer McGruff. <laughs> Animal lovers are really the best, aren't they? Uh, the big mistake I think that he made is that he should have had a story. You know, he just should have said, yeah, the dog was trying to... There was a baby, and the baby was in the street, and then he was trying to eat the baby, and it got run over. You know? Oh, there's so many things. He could have just said, uh, he yanked out of my hands and just started running. Yeah. And sure. I fell, and then I... I I didn't see him anymore. Yeah. Anything other than I just psychotic episode I don't remember. So right. so so process that angry dog uh, dog lover, yeah, dog he, owner. He was telling me to kill brunettes. 
and, and you know, like uh, I think that what happened is he must have just been sitting around with sugar on his drugs, you know, and then right. and then just fucking goes, this dog is evil. Yeah, and just open the door, or he keeps beating him at uh, blackjack yeah. or something. <laughs> David Sweat, he's serving a life for shooting a deputy twenty-two times. Forty-eight-year-old Richard Matt, kidnapping, beating, killing, and dismembering his boss, serving a, a life sentence, and neither one of these guys intended to get out. Now this 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 uh, Richard Matt, I'm just like I'm telling you about these two prisoners for a reason. And I think you might know the reason if you've been following any news at all. In 1997, this Richard Matt kidnapped his former boss, threw him in the trunk of his car in his pajamas. This is what this guy did to get locked up for life. At one point, he bent this guy's fingers back so far he broke them, eventually snapped the 76-year-old man's neck with his bare hands, used a hacksaw to take him apart, and threw the pieces in the fucking river from foxnews.com before the ride uh, Matt had also beaten Rickerson in his north uh, Tonawanda home stopping long enough to eat pepperoni and drink wine this is according to court testimony he poured the rest of the wine on Rickerson the boss and then uh, pulled off the businessman's hairpiece and put it in his pocket as I said, he dismembered him to him in the river. Uh, Prosecutor Joseph Mordino told the judge, of all the cases I've tried, this would top my list for the death penalty. That man is at large. Yeah, that it's so crazy. Like, that guy's, like, kept the two-piece? That's weird. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> That's the part that upset me the most. Yeah, it's like in uh, Miller's Crossing, a yeah, Coen <laughs> Brothers movie. It's like, a, like, I took a rug McDaniel. I took a rug, whatever. Uh, well, the, these two men, they have escaped. They're, they're on, like, day seven of being out of a prison. They were in the can up there in, uh, like, way upstate near, near the Canadian border. We're talking about it because they, be, they might be outside right now. There's a damn good chance that they're... <laughs> I mean, who knows City. where they are? I mean, yeah. like, they probably wouldn't come here, but who knows? Could happen, and everybody needs to know. All you listeners, these guys are, are on the loose. Now, why? Well, according to the Daily Mail, how did they bust out of that prison? And no uh, small part, thanks to alleged middle-aged slutopotamus, <laughs> 51-year-old Tilly Mitchell. Uh, Tilly Mitchell's a married woman, a grandmother. And why would she do that? Well, sources claim Mitchell has told investigators that Richard Matt, snapper of necks, made her feel special. Aww. Yeah. She thought it was love. Well, just, what are you, stupid? Yeah. It's like, You're the guard. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's also like, hey, it's like, can't you just love them inside the prison? Why do you have to let them out? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a dog or a cat, you know? Like, Yeah, exactly. It's in a cage. You go see it every day. Yeah. And then, well, the, uh, you know, she worked with these guys in the Taylor, uh, uh, Taylor's, uh, what, what would that be called? The Taylor's, not an office, but a Taylor, uh, they were, she's a Taylor, the Taylor room, <laughs> whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I'll think of the word in a minute. Everybody, uh, if you're listening, you know the word and it's driving you crazy. Taylor, uh, that's where they work. What is it? What would that be? Taylor what? In the Taylor, you know, the Taylor's. The ta- you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I mean? I, I know what you what's do when you go generic, to a tailor. Yeah, but what's the generic term for, like, they're in the tailors, you know, like in a jail. 
I don't know. Jesus, Lucas. Clothing area? Clothing. And then Taylor's clothing area? <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> I'm thinking concession. Taylor's concession. I don't know, man. I've never don't got worry. a thing tailored in my life. I'm going to edit all this out. <laughs> like, won't make it. <laughs> don't get nervous. I know. I know. It's like, what if it did, though? <laughs> well, uh, she thought it was love. Detective David Bentley, who was familiar with Matt and his case... Richard Matt, this is the escaped, escapee, escaped, convicted murderer. Uh, he said, this guy was one of the people who arrested him. He said Matt was very handsome and in all frankness, very well endowed. Oh. So it's all about that dick. It's like, oh, if you just have a nice dick and a pretty smile, you're getting out. You can do it. If you if, if Joyce Mitchell's anywhere around to help <laughs> you. Like uh, she, she actually planned to drive the getaway car. Whoa. She was going to be the getaway driver for the two killers. She got cold feet the last minute and said she had a panic attack, went to the hospital. Hmm. Well, these guys were discovered missing last weekend. They left a taunting note, a yellow square of paper with a crude Asian caricature. The caption, have a nice day. I don't know uh, what the Asian thing was about. Yeah, and I, I wonder if it was like, like one of the Asian symbols where the person's pulling their eye out, you know, like... No, it's just like a. You know what it looks like is like a uh, one of those uh, hats that, uh, that you know, like a like a sh- like a cone. One of those cone Asian <laughs> person hats. <laughs> that's what it's wearing. In the character, that's what it's wearing. Right. It's uh, yeah, it's the kind of thing anybody could draw. Really, it's a couple of teeth, you know, and some slanty eyes, yeah. and that's the that's the way you draw. Really crude, very racist. <laughs> <laughs> Very caricature. I mean, it's yeah, and on the yellow paper, of course, too, which right. makes it doubly racist. Not clever. Right. Not cl- nobody's laughing at you, guys, for drawing that. Her half-wit son. This is a Joyce Tilly Mitchell's half-wit son, quoted in the Daily News. Obviously, steeped in pathetic denial as to his mother's character. Uh, she definitely wouldn't have an affair against my father, and it definitely wouldn't be with an inmate. There's no truth to that. That's Toby Mitchell who said that, her son. Mm-hmm. Well, if my calculations are correct, she already did. Her first husband, Toby Primo, <laughs> <laughs> said, sure, she cheated on me. He said she kissed her on, he kissed her on the bus when they were just 16, and he liked her ever since. Tilly Mitchell was reportedly caught getting railed on the railroad tracks right outside the slipper factory. Wow. Yeah. Of all places. Hmm. They were together. And it was with another guy that also worked at the slipper factory. <laughs> they were they were together 13 years, uh, she and Toby, and they divorced when little Toby was only one. This is the same Toby who says, no fucking way. You guys need to get a grip. I am a... Uh, Fucking, do you hear that sound? It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the fucking weird moaning guy downstairs. It's the oddest thing. Uh, and, and he also says, uh, uh, her first husband, he says, it wasn't just with Lyle, her husband now, but another guy she worked with. I found out because his girlfriend came to me and told me about it. Hmm. What a great moment for this first husband. Right. It's a real Cinderella story. It's the secret hope yeah, of yeah. anyone cheated on and divorced, you know, to have reporters contact you and say, yeah. was your first wife a whore? Because yeah. <laughs> she really fucked up. Wow. Let me let me just tell you all about it. Yes. Short answer, yes. <laughs> you probably want the long answer, though, right? 
Well, the state of New York, the prison system, and Tilly Mitchell's current husband, basically everybody else, this kind of sucks. But her, for, for her first husband, this is, this is a great moment, uh, along with Richard Matt and David Sweat, who are still on the loose. They are convicted, uh, hardened killers, and uh, there's going to be gunfire taking these guys down, I'm sure. These guys are going to be, they're not going to be taken alive. No way. I'd be willing to bet. They're not going to come back and spend a month in the box or whatever. Yeah. That's going to be it. The undercover NYPD detective uh, with, uh, who uh, beat the fuck out of, who was part of that uh, motorcycle beatdown oh, we all yeah. saw on video, found guilty of second and third degree assault, coercion, riot, and criminal mischief in the attack of motorist Alexian Lien. That's Wojciech Brazcock. He testified saying he didn't intervene while the man was being beaten by a gang in the streets because he feared for his own safety. And he didn't admit his involvement to superiors because he worried he'd get fired. Right, which you're going to get fired when you get caught for doing this anyways. Yes, one would hope. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're, they're in, they're, <laughs> the process has begun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, in a couple of days with uh, criminal defense attorney Jim Pogue. Now, hey, Lucas, have you ever been in trouble with the law? I have. Yeah? Uh, yeah. And what sort? Um, I got convicted of arson um, when I was 15 <laughs> mm-hmm. or 14. I'm going to take that in stride. And but and it got reduced the uh, thanks to a good lawyer to prairie fire. But uh prairie fire. Yeah. We were shooting fireworks off in this field and uh we were drinking and uh all of a sudden it, it my friend threw one of those uh fireworks that like spins. Oh yeah. And it yeah. just shot a fire circle. Oh shit. And so I tried to like put it out with booze. <laughs> and that doesn't actually work in any way. Well, that's, uh, that's a great metaphor for life. We're <laughs> yeah. all trying to just, we're all in a field trying to put out that fire with booze. Right. And so they exploded and then we ran from the fire and it burned down two acres. No, almost burned down the lumber yard, but we got lucky. Yeah, prairie, prairie fire mm-hmm. uh, of, of alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, thank God for that. And did you do any time? Um, no, I had to do probation, though. And who helped you there, you said? You probation, yeah, okay. And, and and you said your attorney was the one who got it reduced yes. to prairie. Wow, and and just think if you didn't have a good, competent attorney in that situation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You'd be totally fucked, wouldn't you? I mean, oh, yeah. arson and shit. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you need a guy who's going to advocate for you, not like, you know, say, like, we're going to try to put this guy behind bars. You need somebody on your side who knows the law. And that, like, I'll tell you a great example of a guy like that, Jim Pogue. Jim Pogue of Mazzy and Pogue, making justice work for you. Uh, that's their slogan. And, and uh, you know, it, it, I think they switched it to helping justice work for you because they thought making justice work for you sounds like, like they command the laws or something. But they do everything short of that. And you can link uh, to their website through mine. Go to crimereport.nyc, top left-hand corner, right there, Jim Polk of Massey and Polk. You know, Jim is uh, an experienced trial lawyer, and uh, he knows all about crime. I'll be talking to him Friday. A flasher exposed himself to a 63-year-old heart patient in her room at a Coney Island hospital. Two days in a row, the long-term patient showed his penis to the horrified woman. And Coney Island, even the hospital's a freak show. Right. Friday, she noticed the man pacing by her door, staring into her room. He suddenly opened his pajama bottoms. And despite her complaints to staffers, the flasher, a homeless man who's been at the hospital for over a year, returned Saturday, this time to try and push himself into her room. 
What kind of hospital is this? The woman wondered. A shitty one, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. She goes, what kind of hospital would let this happen? Yeah, a real shitty hospital. Maybe you should just leave. Yeah, I'm sorry, but it's a hospital. What did you expect? If you can't handle seeing a biological dick, maybe you shouldn't bring your 63-year-old ass out and lay around in an open back gown with your door wide open like some kind of hospital (laughs) Jezebel. Most guys will see through something like that, but if you keep it up, eventually some poor old man's going to take the bait. Granny vibe is a real thing. Fortunately, staffers who could see what was going on stopped him. I don't know what he wanted to do to me. Well, he <laughs> obviously, he wanted yeah. to rape and murder you. No, no, no. Uh, let's play bridge. <laughs> yeah. They should charge him with uh, pre-rape and thought murder. You know? right. Realistically, uh, probably a lot of things could have occurred that he would have been okay with. You know, In descending order, he wanted to insert his penis into your body anywhere, any penetrable orifice. Uh, failing that, most likely he, he, you rub it against your skin. Any friction-inducing contours of your robe. Uh, if physical contact is out of the question, play with it while you watch in horror. Unable to rip your eyes away from the serpent, your fear shamefully co-mingling with the nugget of arousal. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, those of you who have seen the bearded lady. Now, you know you know what I think about it. I think he's probably was, he was probably set on penetration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, it's it's kind of like I'm a grandmother. I don't want anyone to know. <laughs> this lady laying in the hospital, just waiting for some guy to fucking land on her. Right. Yeah. She's moved to a different wing of the hospital. She claims a second attack uh, gave her a panic attack. Second right. incident. Right. But it's weird because when I want to see exposed people, they they make me pay more for the other room. Yeah. <laughs> she. Uh, uh, yeah, he was not going to get her satisfaction out of this uh, hospital spokesman. He said that the, they're looking into the incident. My gut tells me that if this woman was in college, the police would have been called and she'd be carrying her fucking mattress around the hospital by now. Oh, uh, yeah. Take me to the wing where the homeless sex offenders aren't allowed to interact with regular patients, you see. That's that's where we should have started. Wait, I also like the thing where they say it's uh, he's been oh he's just been in the hospital for ten days like for a year. A year, a year, a year. How how much would it cost to stay in the hospital for a year? I I think it's around half a million dollars. Oh, at least. Yeah. At least. And how many times has he already exposed himself? You know, is it possible he held off for a year? And then this sixty-three-year-old woman that's with just irresistibly hot. He's like, oh, this is the one. (laughs) (laughs) He must be like the guy who just shows his dick to everybody. Yeah. Well, the sun's shining here in New York City. Temperatures are mild. Conditions are right for a spike in sex crimes. And they are up in the world's loneliest town. Misdemeanor sexual assaults have increased by 20%. That's an F. From 2000. Come on, guys. (laughs) The statistics as of uh, last weekend. Former head... Of Sex Crimes Unit in Manhattan from 1976 to 2002. Her name's Linda Fairstein. She says, well, that's quite a stunning number to me in the worst way, she said. Traditionally, there there's an increase in the number of sex crimes in warm weather. Well, that's right. It's not just a phenomenon. It's a tradition. <laughs> uh, sometimes the statistics sound high, but they're not. And it's actually a small number of sexual assaults, but it sounds big. Not this time. 200 additional sexual assaults. So it went up from 1,003 to 1,203. 200 additional 
forcible touches, sexual misconduct, second and third degree sexual abuses, third degree patronizing of prostitutes, and gropings on subways and buses. Can I mention what I think third degree prostitution? What is that? That, all right, so first-degree prostitution, that's buying a prostitute. Second-degree prostitute, that's when you buy your son a prostitute. <laughs> and and third-degree is when you buy a prostitute for your son so he can have a person to go to prom with. Uh, that's for you. And he lets his friends have sex with her, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 I think third-degree uh, patronizing a prostitute is when the skin is actually charred and black. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> third degree is the the what the rash is on you uh yeah i don't know <laughs> that'd be that's another question for a lawyer you know third degree uh patronizing a prostitute is uh maybe you just like if you wink at a hooker <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you hello <laughs> i feel mildly mildly aroused and then i get the cuffs on me uh the recent increase in complaints this is according to linda fairstein who i mentioned I mentioned she's the former head of Sex Crimes Unit for Manhattan, 1976-2002, Linda Fairstein. They interviewed her for this story, Lewis, and she says, uh, the recent increase in complaints may be in part attributed uh, to expanded outreach and awareness efforts undertaken to encourage victims to report these crimes. Now, that, to me, has got to be the most egregious example of victim blaming I've ever heard. You know, if there's one thing you don't do, it's blame the victim. Well, that's what's going on. You know, just when these women are finally encouraged to come forward, she's blaming them for the increase <laughs> in sex crimes. Right. Blaming them for felony sex crimes. Yes, they're up. They're up as well. Right. But less. So I'm sure Linda Fairstein's probably happy. Maybe more of these women uh, who get violently assaulted know how to keep a secret. Right, Linda? Right, that's I nearly when I read that I didn't even see where your angle of it was. I was like, I don't even I'm like this is just sad data. <laughs> but that's absolutely right. That's messed up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, an eight an eight percent increase in felony uh, sex crimes. That's because of victims reporting, uh, meaning there were thirty eight additional uh, forcible rapes, predatory uh, sexual assaults against the childs. Sex traffickings and sodomies, you see. Now, have you ever found yourself wondering about sodomy? Just wondering. Wow. Usually it's Friday, yeah. but uh... <laughs> I'll give you a brief history <laughs> of sodomy. Let's talk about sodomy for just a minute. Under the common law, sodomy meant anal. That's uh, sodomy comes. Uh, of course, now, that's how what well, most people think of a sodomy is uh, yeah. anal. Um, it's it's it, it eventually uh, grew to include oral sex. Uh, so sodomy is uh, anal or oral sex. Uh, it uh, includes ass to mouth, often referred to as double sodomy. <laughs> uh, but uh, the term sodomy comes from the city of Sodom in the Bible, which was destroyed along with its butt buddy Gomorrah, and mm -hmm. uh, that's. Uh, what was in and, and why was it destroyed? Well, we're let's go deep. Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns they gave themselves up to uh, sexual immorality and perversion, uh, which you know what it's like. Now the uh, biblical account of Sodom and Gomorrah recorded through Genesis chapters eighteen and nineteen. Are you familiar with the Bible? Right? I am not. Well. It's this book, and people say it's the word of God. Now, uh, Genesis chapter 18 records the Lord and two angels coming to speak with Abraham. 
it seems uh, the Lord informed Abraham that the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sins so grievous. And then verses 22 and 23 record Abraham pleading with the Lord to have mercy on Sodom and Gomorrah because his nephew Lot and his family live in Sodom. So the Lord and two angels have a word with Abraham. And, and Abraham says, look, don't, don't destroy Sodom. I, you know, my nephew Lot lives there. So Genesis 19 records two angels. They're disguised as human men, and they visit Sodom and Gomorrah. The two angels, Lot meets the angels in the city square, and he urges them to stay at his house. The angels agreed. The Bible then informs us, before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them to us so that we can have sex with them. That's not a smooth come on. <laughs> but cut these guys some slack. It says right in the Bible, they were angels. Wait, so hot. They I'm... were angels. These guys. I mean, they <laughs> sent from heaven. Of course we want to fuck them. What do they, they, you know, I mean, what do you do? You come down here, you, you come down to gay town and parade your angel ass around the city. Right. Like, who's the news? Then you disappear like a couple of cock teases. Mm. Well... Thanks a lot, Lot. So the angels, uh, they meet Lot in the city. Basically, Lot says, yeah, yeah you guys shouldn't be here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you to uh, save. Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, just go to my place. I lock the door. Yeah, so that's how they, And they were so hot. This is how hot they were. It wasn't a few guys. It was all the men. Every dude. Every part of the city, young and old. Every dude. Fucking unanimous. Hey, Lot, send them out. You know, we all want to fuck those dudes. We know they're in there. It's, all, is, it's all 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a big city. It's a big city. Right. Lot went outside to meet him, and he shut the door behind him, and he says, no, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Uh, look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men. They've come under the protection of my roof. My jaw literally dropped open when I read this. I cannot believe this is in the Bible. Yeah, it's... How is this not what Lot is known for? You yeah, know? that's weird. <laughs> I mean, Jonah eaten by the whale. Noah built the ark. Oh, and yeah, Lot pimped out his daughters for gang rape. Right? Oh, a real hero. Don't hurt these angels. Yeah. You have the power of the Lord. These right. defenseless young virgins. Oh, go ahead. Have your way with them. Do anything you want. <laughs> anything. But just leave these two guys alone. Yeah, they've come here for protection. Take my virgin daughters. And they don't want any part of it. These guys no. are so gay. They're like, get out of get out of our way. This fellow came to us as a foreigner. Now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. And we're gonna mm. ass fuck you as well. How do you like that? <laughs> no distinction made between homosexuality and gang rape. Sodom. Basically, by the way, got all got the sex words. Uh, Gomorrah is a sex act, according to the Urban Dictionary. I was curious, if, you know, because if sodomy is is uh, ass sex and oral sex, what is a, a Gomorrah? Well, uh, here's here's what it says: an extremely filthy version of sex. This is a Gomorrah in the Urban mm. Dictionary. It starts when person A begins to have a bowel movement. Oh, Just no. as the shit is about to exit the anus, person B inserts his penis. Then person B removes their penis from person A's anus and proceeds to shit into person A's mouth. 
Oh. And then person B inserts his shit-covered penis into person A's mouth. After mixing up the shit, a person B removes his penis and inserts it back into person A's anus. I just want to say here, it sounds to me like person A is having all the fun here. Yeah. And it also <laughs> sounds sounds great. All the yeah. people who are listening to this show, uh, holla. <laughs> now, that, now that's a sex act. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess... The, I, I could see why they didn't want to go into that in the Bible. <laughs> that's that's what God didn't like. He was like, "What?" Like, I mean, the, the homosexual gang rape. But yeah, that was a cover. This it was really more about Gomorrah. That's so uh, gross. It's, it's one of the secrets of the Bible. Uh, and you know, the weirdest thing about about the about the Gomorrah is. Uh, and the hardest part is finding somebody to uh, to be person A. I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the way this is gonna go. Now, uh, you now hear me out on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they whoever is gonna be person A needs some help with their self esteem. Sodomy laws uh, were more or less targeted to the gay community um, always. Now the Middle Assyrian law codes. From like 1075, they state, if a man has intercourse with his brother in arms, they shall turn him into a eunuch. So if you fooled around in the Assyrian army, you had to be willing to risk your balls to lick some balls. In the Roman Republic, for adult male citizens to experience and act on homoerotic desire was considered natural and permissible, as long as their partner was a male of lower social standing. Mm-hmm. That makes so, sense. Yeah, I guess if you're getting a shoe shine, you're like, <laughs> while you're down there, you know, do something natural and permissible. In England, Henry VIII introduced the first legislation under English criminal law against sodomy with the Buggery Act of 1533, making buggery punishable by hanging, a penalty not lifted until 1861. Today, homosexual acts between adults are illegal in 70 out of 195 countries of the world. In 40 of these, only male-male sex is outlawed. They're cool with a couple of chicks getting down. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, let's go through some of the countries. Italy, same-sex decriminalized since the first Italian Penal Code, 1889. I had no idea. Really? Very progressive. They're like a spicy meatball. Yeah. Very, <laughs> 20 years ago. 1889. 1889. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's been it's a long time. Yeah. They, they, in Japan, same-sex legal since 1880. So sodomy in Italy, uh, legal. Japan, legal. Sodomy in France, mandatory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no laws punishing homosexual conduct, per se. Since 1781, though, not bad. Turkey, you would think Turkey. Turkey. Sodomy uh, must be illegal in Turkey. It's, an, it's you know, it's, it's very Muslim. Well, it was decriminalized by its predecessor state, the Ottoman Empire, 1858. Wow. And they are 99% Muslim, sodomy, 100% legal in Turkey. Muslim, uh, Muslim countries, it's just a matter of how illegal it is. You know, in uh, Afghanistan, penalty up to death. Iran, death. Saudi Arabia. Uh, Sodomy's, uh, it's, it's very, very illegal. Um, they had in custody 100 men found guilty of sodomy. This is in 2005. A JETA court met in a closed session in which defense attorneys were not permitted, and at the conclusion of that, 31 were sentenced to prison for six months to a year 
and to 200 lashes each for unreported offenses. Uh, four other men received two years imprisonment and 2,000 lashes. That's, I can't really conceive of, like, even the lasher would be like, this is, I can't. Right. Because I have 200 people times 2,000? Are you kidding me? <laughs> my, my, my arm hurts. <laughs> yeah, think about the person at the end. He's like, oh, that wasn't even bad at all. Yeah, guy could barely, he didn't have, any, didn't have a lot left. <laughs> they call him the relief lasher. A sodomy is proven in Saudi Arabia either by the perpetrator confessing four times or by the testimony of four trustworthy Muslim men who have been eyewitnesses to the act. So you have to do it in front of four fucking guys who are trustworthy Muslim men. Uh, and if there are fewer than four witnesses, or if one of them is not upstanding, it turns out, they are all to be chastised with 80 lashes for slander. So Whoa. I guess that's the checks and balances of so, Saudi Arabian law. So basically no one says anything because they're just going to get lashes no matter what they do. Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. <laughs> that's really probably the effect of the law. Yeah, probably the whole reason it's there. There's really no law code in Saudi Arabia. They just because like, the king says shit and it happens. Do they have a lash machine? That's what they should have. That's a good idea. <laughs> if they're, if they don't have machine. a lash machine, that's in someone invent <laughs> and you will be a billionaire because yeah Saudi Arabia they got a couple of bucks 24 year old uh, it's probably against Allah 24 year old Saudi was once sentenced to three years detention and 450 lashes for using Twitter to arrange dates with other men so keep that in mind when you see our president holding hands in the rose garden with the Saudi king or otherwise cozying up to the kingdom you know that always bugged me to see that uh, Foreign Minister Saud al-Fasal described post-9-11 relations with the U.S. Post-9-11 relations with the, with the U.S., mm-hmm. according to Foreign Minister of Saudi Arabia. Uh, he says it's uh, a Muslim marriage and not a Catholic marriage, with the U.S. being only one of Saudi Arabia's wives. Right. He's thinking we're their bitch. Yeah. Since they knocked down our buildings, you know, right. Saudi Arabia. Well, uh, in in Zimbabwe, uh, President Robert Mugabe, or Mugabe, but I like Mugabe. Yeah, it sounds better. He waged a violent campaign against homosexuals. His first first major public condemnation of homosexuality came uh, during the Zimbabwe uh, International Book Fair in August of 1995. And he said homosexuality degrades human dignity. It's unnatural. There's no question ever of allowing these people to behave worse than dogs and pigs. If dogs and pigs do not do it, why must human beings? Well, I never seen a dog or a pig like play a slot machine either, you know. But I've also <laughs> seen not that they're big dog, on those. Yeah, I've seen dogs hump other male dogs. Yeah. You what, you never looked at a dog? Yeah. He's just completely blind. I love the dog the thing. They're like, huh, what is next? People are gonna be marrying their pets? It's well. like <laughs> Yeah. 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 Why not? <laughs> Who cares? They might as well be married anyway, the way people act with their dogs, you right. know. Ugh. I wouldn't carry my wife in my purse. Have you ever seen people kiss their dogs or they're licking their mouth? Oh, disgusting. It makes me want to puke. Dude, I'd rather Gamora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people do. Uh, I, a dog will suck his own dick, for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know? If dogs and pigs do not do it, why must human beings? He said, we have our own culture and we must rededicate ourselves to our traditional values that make us human beings. Uh, what we are being persuaded to accept as is sub-animal behavior. Somebody's persuading them to accept it, as we will never allow it here. 
says, if you see people parading themselves as lesbians and gays, arrest them and hand them over to the police. Wow. That's giving, that's, that's empowering your citizenship there quite a bit. Well, that, that would be like, being that I'm like a cisgender that sounds like this. They would be like, that guy's gay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not gay. I'm not like, you gay. <laughs> That's all that is. It's like, if you think a person's gay, it's like, you wear college shirts. He's gay. Uh-huh. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, it's. Yeah. I, I like Lucas Connolly, but I like the way he, uh, he, he parades himself as a homosexual. He parades himself as a gay. Sometimes he uses his wrist. To, to show emotion. You wouldn't believe <laughs> the the gayness of that gesture. <laughs> uh, you 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 had uh, two two moms. Two right? moms growing up, so yeah. I didn't have a dad to watch, kind of. So uh, once in a while, I'll be caught doing a very feminine pose, mm. act like like. Just something where I'm like leaning all my weight on one side, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> just that total lady stance. Uh, stay out of Zimbabwe. <laughs> Did you ever find any kids like they ever give you a hard time or anything in school? Oh, constantly, yeah. constantly. People would just be like, your mom is so fat. And I go, which one? Lois. And then would, uh, they would just they would call me a mama's 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 boy. They would, uh. <laughs> They do all that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thank thank God you you know made it through, and you made it to New York City, where you know it's it's the where it's the uh, it's not the exception, it's the norm. Maybe right. uh, uh, strangely out of step though with the modern world is Zimbabwe. Uh, he, he, the court there even found his predecessor, this guy, right? I'm still talking about this shit. And if you, the, I, maybe if you fast forward, you'll go to some other part of the podcast. I don't know, but I, damn it, I, I I made some notes on this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna relay them to you. Canaan Banana, guilty of eleven counts of sodomy. He served one year in prison, uh, and it remains punishable by death in Africa. Sodomy does, and that's in 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 certain countries in Mauritania, Sudan, some parts of Nigeria, and Somalia. So cancel your vacation plans hmm. for Somalia. Life imprisonment in Bangladesh, Maldives. And uh, Myanmar, Pakistan, and Qatar also go ahead and cancel your vacation plans. It, uh, those those prisons are some ass smelling prisons, so. Right. That yeah. must be that must be horrible to be able to get life in prison and no male on male sex. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you imagine? What are you in for? Uh, you know. <laughs> apparently, I like to take it in the ass, so. Well, this is going to be fine. I, I, I was actually imprisoned for a very similar offense. <laughs> let's let's do some uh, some scrapbooking. <laughs> well, uh, heterosexual and homosexual sodomy is illegal in in uh, Malaysia, punishable by up to twenty years in prison, public flogging. Hong Kong to legally commit what's called homosexual buggery. Both men must be over 21. You're good if you're over 21. Uh, or else they can go, both go to prison for life. So it's either totally legal, if you're 20, prison for life. There's not a lot of, not a lot of middle ground in that. Uh, you just, you know, wait till you're 21. We're really serious about that. If you fuck that up, you know, go, if you can't wait till you're 21 to fuck a guy in the ass, then... Uh, we, then you're locked up for life. You are an enemy of society. North Korea, no laws regarding homosexuality are known to exist in North Korea. 
the North Korean government states they respect homosexuals. However, they reject Western gay culture. What? And yet the dictator loves Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I was just, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> the guy that loves the, the most famously ungay, gay, ungay exactly, basketball yeah. player. Like, that's the exact opposite. Like, yeah. he has the he has the gay culture kind of thing of a dying his hair or whatever, looking sort of, he's, he's aware. He looked, it's sometimes very sexually experimental, Dennis Rodman. I don't know what his deal was if he was just being outrageous. I haven't really studied him up. Gundam style guy is not in the gay culture. Who made that dance? Who created that choreography? That's a great tune, isn't it? <laughs> South Australia repealed its sodomy laws in 1975, and the other Australian states and territories repealed their sodomy laws between 1976 and 1990, with the exception of Tasmania, which held out until 1997. Now, what about the United States? Good job, Australia, by the way. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, the United States, land of the free, home of the brave. Beginning with Illinois in 1961, 27 states repealed their sodomy laws. As of 2003, eight states barred sodomy between homosexuals and heterosexuals alike. Three other states barred sodomy only between homosexuals. Now, in Georgia, 1986, Michael Hardwick was arrested and charged with sodomy for engaging in oral sex with another man. Now, I've engaged in sodomy with women thousands upon thousands of times. <laughs> A lot of different kinds of sodomy. Probably all of them. Never the Gomorrah, but all sorts of sodomy. But never once was it observed by a police officer. Uh, Michael Hardwick was arrested for engaging in sodomy inside his home. Yeah, where your wife sleeps and where your, your children play with their toys. Uh, when a police officer was led inside to serve a warrant. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, the law shouldn't have been on the books consenting sex of any sort between any two adult humans if it does no harm doesn't create a danger doesn't violate anybody's rights yeah but did it occur to you when the police are walking around in your home maybe knock off the dick sucking for a minute yeah, just for five minutes yeah. <laughs> I know you want to suck that dick clearly you were right in the middle of slobbering <laughs> on that gentleman's knob and god knows it's irritating to stop in the middle of sex it's like cutting off a piss <laughs> someone knocks on the door oh bother if it's the cops, Jeff's balls are going to have to wait. Take the dick out of your mouth. Wait for the fuzz to drift. And I want to emphasize, I think that's good advice for all people. Yeah, just stop sucking a dick. Regardless for, of the law. Yeah. <laughs> cops are there. It, maybe it's not appropriate time to have a dick in no, your mouth. Absolutely not. Don't 69 in front of the 5 mm -hmm. The state prosecutor declined to pursue the case. Hardwick still brought the suit in federal court asking that the law be declared unconstitutional. And on a 5-4 to four vote, the law was upheld by the court. Upheld. Hmm. A prohibition against sodomy was in the laws of most states since the nation's founding. And to the, to the argument that homosexual activity should be protected when it occurs in the privacy of a home, well... Otherwise, illegal conduct is not always immunized whenever it occurs in the home. That's according to Justice Byron R. White. Yeah, that's what he stated. And the uh, that was severely criticized, that decision. And so in July 2003, United States of America, the Supreme Court reversed itself on the issue of sodomy in Lawrence v. Texas, a 6-3 ruling. And they invalidated all anti-homosexual sodomy laws by uh, invoking the constitutional rights to privacy. And today, consensual sodomy is legal. Sadly, non-consensual sodomy is still a felony in the United States. 
<laughs> Non-consensual? Yeah. yeah. I know. It's amazing how we haven't progressed <laughs> past. Now, um, you ever heard of man-spreading? Uh, yeah. I, uh, I don't know if I... I feel like it's really overhyped, you know? Oh, totally, yeah. It's well, overhyped, and it's like, why are we... Why are we shaming these guys with huge dicks? <laughs> the National Review quotes volunteers of a group called PROP, Police Reform Organizing Project, PROP, we'll call them, who, who claim the NYPD arrested two men on a quality of life issue smaller than any previously discussed. According to a report by that group, two men were actually arrested for doing something called manspreading. On a recent visit uh, to the arraignment part of Brooklyn's criminal court, PROP volunteers observed... The police officers had arrested two Latino men on the charge of manspreading on the subway, presumably because they were taking up more than one seat, therefore inconveniencing other riders. MTA rules ban people from taking up more than one seat, quote, in a station platform or conveyance when to do so would interfere or tend to interfere with the operation of the authority's transit system or the comfort of other passengers. Before issuing uh, an adjournment for both men, the judge expressed her skepticism about the charge because of the time of the arrests. 12, 11 a.m. I can't believe there were that many people on the subway, she said. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's one of those things where the cops were like, uh, you know, trying to uh, find, see if uh, these guys had other warrants, guns, shit like that. Right. Manspreading is the practice of having your knees further apart uh, than someone else thinks they should be. If you sit oh, down... That's so vague. <laughs> well, that's what I just said. It is, it's not the official law. <laughs> what if that was the law? I mean, I don't think... That, it's not against the law. It's, it's, it's an MTA rule, but it's not... It's not a fucking... Like, you're not supposed to take up more than one seat, but uh, for crying out loud. If you want to sit down, it's usually best to say, excuse me, and people do. But instead, some people have elected to blog about it. So here's from a blog... Uh, this is this is from uh, a blog, Feministing. Uh, and this is quote number one. Manspreading is saying, who gives a fuck if you can't sit? We are men. See our balls. This is uh, as explained by a man, Michael Denzel Smith. Uh, he uh, also says, manspreading is an assertion of male dominance, and every one of the manspreaders does it because he feels like he has to claim his territory, and his manhood in this public space, even at the discomfort of all the other passengers. And then he added, when I stand, I sometimes cross my legs. <laughs> Aww. What a dick face. Well, that, guy's a, that guy's the worst, though. That's the worst example of somebody who's like, I, I goes I I make sure that I'm the most considerate. I hate people that are uh, try to I outdo. I'm a better person yeah, than you. Come on, these moral standpoint people. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, you think you just when you when you, when you've heard the weirdest uh, in the world. It's like, this comes from a Jezebel article entitled "Fuck You, Dudes Who Sit with Their Legs Spread So Wide That They Take Up Two Seats." Your dick is not that big. Hmm. Uh, yeah. To your point, yeah. uh, from Jezebel. Let's <laughs> see what Jezebel stealing my joke. <laughs> let's talk about the. She says it says in Jezebel. Let's talk about these fucking guys for a second because they're fucking everywhere. The MTA is full of them. They walk Jezebel, onto the train, great writers, and sit down like it's their goddamn <laughs> living room, and then spread their legs in a V so dramatic that it wouldn't be out of place in a gynecologist office. Why? Who the fuck knows? Maybe it has to do with straight up rudeness. 
they want to sit there and be comfortable and don't you know there's no way a dude as macho as him can be expected to sit with his knees together having heard that sitting like a normal person totally makes you gay hmm that's uh, so aggressive harsh yeah uh, there is no worse man-centric behavior than man-spreading on the subway. Brian Moylan says this. Uh, have you seen these women, women, by the way, who scratch their pussies? Oh, yeah, gross. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just like it's nothing. Pussy scratching Ugh. on the subway. Even if the train was super crowded, it seems as though simply asking men to move might have been a more reasonable option, it says here in the article. So anyway, we have two guys now. If, uh, if this is true, which sur- surely this is not, a registered sex offender threw his cat out the window and put his dog in the trash. Here's a man with little regard for the Who welfare the of others. Oh, <laughs> God. 29-year-old Michael Hutchinson threw a neglected miniature dachshund down the trash chute of his 17th floor apartment. I guess he was done with it. Nope. I'm that's, finished neglecting it. Wait, that's not, that's where dogs go when they die. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even dead. Right. He's a, this guy is also a, he's a, a personal trainer, too. Motivates people to exercise. Tells them to feel the burn. What are you training for? Well, I'm trying to chuck cats. Perfect. <laughs> he's a, he's a, this guy is a registered sex offender, animal abuser, also personal trainer. Threw a dog in the trash and his cat out the window just as a goof. Ding, ding, ding. You yeah. win for the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> he's like, rescue that motherfucker. <laughs> How does wow. a guy who doesn't like animals wind up with a dog and a cat? Yeah, but... It's like, oh, it's my uh, my my ex's, you know. Like I can totally see him like that kind of guy. Oh, and she was so hot. She looked twelve, but she was eighteen. It was so good. Oh. He was arrested yeah. for uh, drugging a fifteen-year-old and raping her. He did about a year for that, and then he was on probation for a few years. He managed not to throw any animals over the railing at that time. Well, uh, 29-year-old trainer Michael Hutchinson. He's facing multiple animal cruelty charges. Porter has found monkey. That's the cat. Monkey the cat dead behind the Bay Area Club. The Bay, excuse me, the Bay Club around 7.15 in the morning. Tennis told cops they heard a cat screeching on the 17th floor. And then the 16th, 15th, 14th, 13th, 12th. Throwing your cat out of a window is a crime. People who throw their cats out of windows are hilariously dangerous, silly, and disturbed people. And the, the post says he spent about a year behind bars, as I said. That was in 2006 when he uh, drugged a 15-year-old girl. Public records show that. Howard Lawrence, senior director of the ASPCA Anti-Cruelty Group, he says, tossing an animal away like garbage is an unthinkable act. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have their dogs castrated. How about that? Is that thinkable? You know? Some would argue that castration is not thinkable. 83% of dogs and 91% of cats are either castrated or, or rendered unable to reproduce by their owners. 83%, 2.7 million dogs killed every year by animal shelters across the United States. Oh, wow. Throwing your dog in garbage is unthinkable. Responsible pet owners, get your dog castrated. And if you can't take care of it anymore, bring it to us and we will kill it and throw it into an incinerator. Right, we'll throw it into a us shoot yeah <laughs> that's right okay. i mean are you that much better really than i i really don't know i mean like they're they're right. kill they're they're called kill shelters right i i get the idea of being like don't chuck 
a live animal out a window. And I can't. I want to. I want to agree with you on that. I do yeah. say you shouldn't throw animals <laughs> of any sort, living or dead, out the window. Someone's gonna get hit by that. Wait, like hey, like someone could get hurt. Think about that. Like your your day's horrible. Your boss has been yelling at you. You're finally excited to get home, and uh, you just get hit in the face with a with a. On the seventeenth floor, seventeenth yeah. floor, just, just assaulted. Your your days ruined. That mm. that you have a you killed a cat basically with your body. <laughs> or say this, you're having the best day. Everything's going great. <laughs> you you're got just like got four engaged. girls. Yeah, everything's happening. Yeah, you're coming back. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, you're coming home with a. You're having a five way. <laughs> you're all set up. Cat hits one of these girls. Now you spend the night in the ER. Well, you're not gonna. Do, she goes to the ERs, but you're gonna. You know what I mean? Right. You're, they, her sister's there. You don't know. You don't know how right. they're gonna react. Well, when you get, don't let these fucking people throwing cats out of windows <laughs> fuck up your five way. <laughs> Make a contingency plan, Lucas. Uh, where where we uh, can we see at like, coming up? You know? Um, I run a great uh, monthly show at QED. Uh, called QED. The- called uh, The Dirty Show, and it's every first Saturday. Well, that's a great show. Every first Saturday at QED. Yeah, I did that show just this past weekend. As you know, you were there. Man, what a great show. QED. That's here in Astoria. And um, all you got to do is uh, you just take that that end train all the way up until it stops moving. And then when they say get off the train, get off. And you're about a block and a half away from uh, one of the best comedy clubs in the city, QED. What a fun time. Love that place. And that show is uh, The Dirty Show. Yeah, it's Lucas Connolly. Yeah, it's uh, the the audience was was really fun and receptive, and and it was a, a really fun time. Cambry Cruz, I believe, running that yeah. place. She's and, the m- wonderful. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Cambry, uh, married to Christian Finnegan. Very so funny. You, so you very likely see uh, Finnegan running around there changing a light bulb or something. Uh, otherwise, being married and and helpful. Right. Uh, there at the QED in in. Uh, in Astoria. Thanks for being on, Lucas. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. If you would like an awesome New York City Crime Report t-shirt, why wouldn't you? Well, just go to patdixonnyc.com, and that's going to take you right to the t-shirt part. I simplified it. All you got to do, patdixonnyc.com, you're buying a shirt. You can see a picture of the shirt. It's very cool. If you've ordered one, it's on the way, and I appreciate it. No one's listening now, Lucas. That's the best. That's my favorite part of the show. (laughs) All the listeners have split. I think a lot of them signed off during that sodomy piece. (laughs) That's where a lot of them. It's unusual for the show. We'll do something different. A little exploration of a topic. A good one. A worthy one. One that goes back. Back when a couple of angels could come down and and almost get gang raped. I don't know if that happens anymore. If you want to... uh, listen to the show and listen to all the episodes of the show that exist well you can go to patreon.com and if you go to patreon that's right you can even hear episodes classic crime report uh, going back to the first 60 episodes or so are up otherwise listen to it at crimereport.nyc coming up on episode 200 appreciate it thanks for listening to new york city crime report Is it over?